Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second ever BTL exclusive pod, the Super Bowl preview on the Book It Sports Podcast Network. If you guys didn't check out the first one, we could not have had more winners on that puppy. And let's just hope, Javon, that we replicate that today. Yeah, that's the goal. We have a, a massive, massive matchup with, I guess, all the corp guys and players. And I guess Taylor Swift can count in that little cubicle, too. But I'm sure. excited. And you. To all of our Spotify listeners and wherever you get your podcast, if you're not watching the live stream, which is available on our YouTube at Book It Sports, you cannot see that I'm rocking probably the freshest jersey of all time. Javon gets to look at it uh, with his own two eyes. A little Brock Purdy, black Iowa State with the captain's patch on. Javon, people are saying that could be the difference. Could be the difference. And I'll tell you personally, as a, a TCU guy, I've seen multiple rat shit plays happen when Brock Purdy is wearing that exact jersey in college. So... Uh, that could be bad luck. You know, rumors are swirling. Oh, yeah. With all that stuff that went down at Iowa State a couple of years ago, maybe he was betting against himself. We'll never yeah. find out. I'll tell you, right? he's got some, got some questionable plays that definitely make you think a couple times. Well, let's hope we don't see many of those uh, this Sunday. Javon, right now it's about 7 p.m. on Tuesday. We're about five days out for the Super Bowl. Um, and I can't stop thinking about the weekend, my man. I know we're heading out to Vegas here soon. The whole booking squad is going to be out there. I've been itching, absolutely itching to hit the tables, stoked to win some coins, playing some blackjack with the squad. Javon, are you hype? Oh, I'm excited. I'm definitely going to have to uh, throw down some futures while we're there too, whether it's CBB or even uh, I'll see what they got available for MLB, but you know I'm going to be tapped. That's what I'm excited for. And you know our listeners are probably excited for some March Madness or MLB previews on the pod. I promise you guys we are going to kill it and give you guys the best previews we possibly can on the book and sports podcast network with these pods coming up okay so stick with us we're going to dive into this kansas city versus san francisco game here in a moment but first let's give you guys a breakdown of what we're doing this weekend um hitting the live golf tourney gonna go see my guy phil mickelson on saturday that's gonna be absolutely elite we're hitting circa on sunday no better place to watch the super bowl than circa and then we're hitting the knights game on monday that should be pretty fun javon i've never been to a game there yeah, that'll be a fun one. That's like, a, I think they're playing the Wild. That's a coin stealer matchup. I'm interested oh. to see what they do this week because, you know, as we speak tonight, they're potentially on the cusp of breaking the Oilers' 16-game winning streak, 17-game winning streak. Uh, so we'll be coming off of that game maybe. So we'll see how that holds up. But that'll be a fun time. And we'll see how stupid this comment holds up. But I'm willing to bet that by the time these people are listening to this pod's if that streak would have already ended on Tuesday. Let's see how that plays out. Yeah. Let's see how smart I sound when the people are listening. Well, okay. you know, it's, you know, it's funny too, because tonight they could tie the NHL record with uh, beating the Knights tonight. And then they play the ducks right after. So God forbid they beat VGK and then they tie the record and they have to beat a absolutely miserable team. The ducks. I wouldn't be shocked if it just ends with nobody expects it to, if we get there. That'll be funny. Well, let's see how sharp we can be and tell the future a couple of days out, Javon. We'll see how this puppy plays out. By the time people are listening to this, we'll probably be on the way to Vegas. But let's uh, enough small talk. Let's go and cut the shit and dive right in. The people need some winners, Javon. Here's what we're going to do. Okay, we're going to dive into the Super Bowl heavily. Okay, we're going to give you guys some interesting tidbits, go over the game, our best bets, prize pick squares, ATTS scores. If we've got a winner, you guys are going to know about it. And there are plenty of options to choose from on this Super Bowl game i mean there's a million different bets we're going to try to narrow it down give you guys some of our favorites 
Um, but before we dive in, please drop a like and follow us on Spotify or wherever you're getting your podcast. Okay. It helps more than you guys know. And if you want to see us continue to do these for free, give out winners for free and run these awesome BTL exclusive pods, drop a like, uh, subscribe to the channels on Spotify and wherever you get your pods. Okay. Javon, let's cut the shit and dive right in and talk about Super Bowl Sunday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Okay. We got the Swifties versus the Purdies in Las Vegas. What more could you ask for? This is going to be absolutely epic. All right. The people are already complaining now. Uh, I'm not really surprised. They're always complaining about something. But the people are already complaining. All right. Apparently, the Chiefs aren't happy with the grass situation out there right now with the fields. Um, and after last year's debacle, we remember how bad the field was then. All the players complaining about it. Um, the NFL is actually using uh, different grass this time. And it's the same grass, same company that the 49ers get their grass from out there in San Francisco. Huh. So that might be a little bit of an edge that people aren't thinking about or talking about enough. I know the Chiefs are complaining about it. I don't know if that matters. Uh, Javon, what do you think? Does blades of grass, the way that they move, uh, does that matter for the game on the field? Dude, people act like they're not playing on the same blade of grass. Like it was the same story last year, which I'm not going to sit up here and say like it wasn't, it didn't suck to watch it as like a, a fan and even or a, a better, even though I was on the Chiefs, like watching them slip on the D line, not really getting any pressure. You could tell it affected the game a little bit, but they're both playing on the same field. Who gives a shit? And I mean, the Chiefs are. The ones complaining while I know the, the 49ers have been complaining because they're at UNLV's practice facility and the Chiefs are staying at the Raiders practice facility, which are huh. vastly different. I know that, I guess, alternates every year who gets the NFL facilities to practice on the week of the game. But, man, I don't, I don't know what we're doing there. Why we can't schedule that different? Like, put them at the same facilities. They can alternate throughout the days. Like, what are we they doing? They can practice together. That should work out well. Yeah, joint practices like it's preseason. Yeah, that be fun. Pretty well. Those are safe, right? Yeah. All right. Nobody ever fights there. Nobody ever fights or gets hurt, right? All right. Well, let's dive in and talk a little bit about the game itself. All right, Javon. Um, the 49ers, look, let's keep this plain and simple. They have not beaten the Chiefs since back in 2014. I mean, it's been damn near 10 years since the last time they've beaten this team. And Kansas City has won three um, of the last matchups in a row, including a 31 to 20 win in the Super Bowl back in 2018. I'm sure you guys remember that game. Wasn't ever really that close towards the end. All right. Maybe it was in the first half, but Chiefs really pulled away and won that game by 11. Um, and the public really did not know how Mahomes was going to perform on the road in the playoffs this season. But then he goes and rips off back to back wins as an underdog to get right to this point back into the bowl because that's what he does. He's the GOAT. Surely the Chiefs are going to pay out as an underdog again this weekend. Right, Javon? Yeah, I bet they will. I mean, it's not even that it's Mahomes paying out as an underdog for the third consecutive week now in the playoffs, but it's also the second year in a row in the Super Bowl, which again, I was huge on the Chiefs all last, you know, preseason. And then I eventually even bet on them again in the Super Bowl with a, a future pending on them. Uh, so I was as, as big a Chief slurper as you could get last year. And now this year, I, I'm flipping in this game, surely. I cannot be on more of the same page. Okay. I was on the Chiefs, boots on ground with Trent, watching him absolutely in piss at the Super Bowl in Arizona last year with the Chiefs ticket in my pockets as he's sweating out the Eagles. Bad bet. Now we're here. Okay. And everyone on earth is betting on the Chiefs. And let's dive into some of those numbers, Javon. And let's take a look at the sides in total here. Um, at the time of recording this pod, guys, like I said, around 7 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday, about 79% of the bets and nearly 70% of the handle is back in Kansas City on the money line. And around 65% of the bets and handle are back in Kansas City on the spread per Vissen. Okay. 
That's a lot of bets on an underdog, if I could say so myself. Uh, and when the spread and money line first dropped, um, gosh, about two weeks ago almost, they immediately pulled back towards Kansas City overnight. I'm assuming there was a ton of early action on the Chiefs. And as we look right now, there's still a ton of action right now on the Chiefs. The weird thing is, though, that line has slowly crept back to around where that opener was, Javon, um, around minus two. Okay, and you can see the MLs are actually starting to get crept up to minus 130 some places. I'm curious to see if we continue to get reverse line movement in this game as the bets pile in on the Chiefs. Personally, I don't think we're going to get um, much of a change looking at the splits um, on these sides um, in this contest, right? The Chiefs are going to be public. We know that going in. Nobody wants to bet the 49ers and Brock Purdy um, as a favorite in the spots, and that's exactly why I want to bet them to win. Plain and simple. All right, and let's take a peep at what's going on with that total, Javon. Over 65% of the bets in handle are currently backing the over right now per Vissen, uh, but the total really has not moved much from that 75 and a half opener, give or take, give or take the hook. All right. Um, so to be honest with you, I was expecting maybe a little bit of movement on the total there, Javon. Haven't gotten it yet. Probably a good sign for the under. Yeah, and I went back and forth initially. Uh, I'll say just a, a side here. This we hear this from you know professional betters or whoever really puts out those statements that we see on Twitter all the time. Uh, betters love to pump fake the professional guys in Vegas and try and get a better line after you know early money came in on the Chiefs, which I, I guess that was kind of expected, but we saw a pretty significant move. Uh, as soon as the lines dropped, really on Sunday after the Chiefs game went final in the AFC championship. Uh, and now it's starting to tick back up to the Niners, which I definitely like to see because that is movement that is not nearly as identical to what we saw last year, which last year it kind of moved towards the Chiefs and settled there for the most part. Now it's starting to go back to the 49ers, which I like. And uh, on the total, first impressions, I, I thought this was a little high initially, but uh, I've kind of sat back and assessed it a little bit and you know the bets are pouring in on the over like you said and the total is not really moving plus i mean we'll talk about what we think the niners are going to do in the game i think it's pretty obvious we think they're going to run the ball i definitely am leaning under i don't know if i'm going to get there with a, a bet there but yeah the lack of movement seems interesting i'm with you i lean the under as well i wouldn't even mind a little first half under action definitely very contrarian we know the chiefs um, they do most of their damage in the first half. Javon, one of the better first half offenses in football. And we've heard all season, they don't score much in the second half. Um, I would be shocked if that trend continues. We see those trends end more often than not in big spots like this. When everyone wants to bet what's already happened in the past, I'm looking at this game on Sunday. Okay. And I see both teams coming out slow. I see both defenses causing fits for both offenses overall, but with an edge to the 49ers in that rush game. Okay. The 49ers, if they want to win this game, uh, they have to run the ball down the Chiefs' throats, okay? If Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers didn't watch, you know, the opportunity blown by the Ravens to just hand the ball to Gus Edwards a million times and try to win the game on the ground instead of having Lamar blow it through the air, and if they watch that and did not learn that they have to just hand the ball to McCaffrey 100 times and have the best player on the field win them this game, then Kyle Shanahan's not the great coach that we all expect, right? And I'm willing to bet that he is. Okay, so I think you're going to get McCaffrey involved early and often. We're going to talk about that coming up here soon. But as pertains to the total, I'm with you on the under. There's a better chance I get to the counter, though, with the first half or maybe even a first quarter cheeky under because I'm not expecting the offenses to really shine until late, unlike everyone else. Fair enough. Yeah, I think I'm, I could be right there with you. I'm intrigued. Now let's talk about the spread skis a little bit here. Okay, 
like I said, it opened up around two, most places, Javon, and then we saw it pull back briefly. But now um, depends on where you're looking and no free ads, not going to shout out any books here, but a couple of them are, you know, minus two and a half. Most of the lines um, are sitting at two and then there actually is one line sitting at one and a half, kind of weird. Uh, but, you know, if that line continues to move, Javon, as we get closer to Sunday, it's only going to make me more confident in Brock Purdy and the 49ers in the spot. I agree. And I don't think there's really anything that could make me any less confident in the 49ers, which, uh, again, it's a little bit, I guess, playing off of the past couple of years, which, I mean, we did see the 49ers fall short to this very, I can't say this very team, but uh, Patrick Mahomes in the same spot in the Super Bowl is in Miami a little bit ago. Uh, and then we saw the Chiefs come out victorious as underdogs, both in the last Super Bowl and, you know, the last couple of weeks here. So uh, I guess they're kind of playing this underdog role now just because this is the line that's set by Vegas, uh, which I think the line is pretty telling, to be honest. And I don't know what they kind of view it as, but that's the story we've been kind of hearing the whole week that they're embracing this underdog mentality like nobody's ever called Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback of all time or anything. Uh, so, yeah, no chance that Brock Purdy comes out victorious over, you know, the new GOAT of our generation. How can I make this sound as least corny as possible, Javon? The Super Bowl is the sportsbook Super Bowl, okay? This is the biggest week the sportsbooks have of the year. They've got their A-team on these lines, okay? Uh, they've got extra people working. I'm sure it's, you know, late hours. They're moving these lines. They're moving these player props. They're moving everything more than we've ever seen. And that's because they know that this event is a cash cow. And ladies and gentlemen, we're about to be on the way to Las Vegas. By the time you're listening to this, we'll be en route. And when we pull up and land at that airport and you see all those shiny buildings on the way, uh, they don't look like that by bets like Kansas City, ML, and the Super Bowl paying out at Plus Chicken. Okay, I hate to say it. I hate to pull the card of, you know, bet lines and not teams. I wish I could give you guys more of a football reason. But if you bet off of football reasons only, you are not a profitable better um, and you are no friend of mine. Okay, so you got to look at the lines. You got to understand that the books aren't losing money on this game. And if we're seeing, you know, close to 70 percent of the bets and the handle backing um, the Chiefs on the spreads, you guys know where you should probably put your coins. All right. I'm going to be all over the 49ers in this game. We're going to talk about best bets towards the end. So stick around. Okay. But Javon, it's a no brain 49ers. Yeah. Pretty uh, lead us to the homeland, which I mean, if we're talking underdogs here, I, I don't understand the Brock Purdy slander or hate, whatever you want to call it. Cause everybody loves an underdog story. Like uh, whether we're talking social media or just NFL fans in general, like until it's Brock Purdy, like I, I don't understand why out of left field, everybody just wants to do hundred percent discredit everything that he's done, which like, yeah, great system. Kyle Shanahan, fantastic coach. Can't discount McCaffrey. You can't discount Devo, Kittle, Ayuk, any of those guys in the system that he's in, but it's, it's pretty impressive. And you can't look at this 49ers team and say, even though, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo did get them to the Super Bowl, it is night and day what they're able to do with this offense with Brock Purdy. So I'm excited to see him on the biggest stage. I think he's going to impress a lot of people. Uh, but with all that said, it's a CMC game. Ooh, that could be a perfect segue into talking about some prize pick squares, Javon. Why not us? You down yeah. to hop in? Of course I Let's am. do it. Let's do it. All right. Javon, speaking of the GOAT, the best player on the field, besides maybe Patrick Mahomes, and maybe you can even make an argument, Christian McCaffrey. Okay. And he has a prime opportunity to thrive in this game, 
Because like I've talked about all week, there's only one way to beat this Chiefs team, and it certainly isn't through the air. Probably not going to be Brock Purdy throwing four touchdown passes, and I'm sitting here wearing his jersey. You guys can't see it, but I am, okay? Look, they're going to have to run the ball 30 times with Christian McCaffrey in this game. Javon, what is your best angle targeting him um, as he leads this 49ers team to the promised land? I'm going to go over Russian receiving, which as we uh, speak right now is at 127 and a half. That's my favorite play for Christian McCaffrey. So uh, I think you touched on it a little bit earlier, like the Ravens last week, which we talked about the same thing. Like uh, I'll say this right now. If the Ravens run the ball 20 times with whatever combination of Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, uh, they'd win that game. And they got into like a, a dick swing competition, basically. I don't know if it was like a, uh, some kind of movement that they were just like, okay, we're going to stick it to the Chiefs defense and let Lamar really beat us. Uh, that didn't happen. When the reason that we've been, or at least I've been pretty bullish on the Ravens all season is because uh, I didn't think Lamar could make the throws when it counted. And whenever the offense, like the onus was on his arm in the passing game, that they haven't really been in that situation where he can get it done. Uh, so the Ravens, for whatever reason, put that burden upon themselves to make Lamar throw the ball or have Lamar throw the ball against the Chiefs defense that is really damn good uh, to try and beat them. So, again, I, I don't know if it was just like a statement to try and uh, prove, hey, Lamar's the guy, big playoff game, you know, get the weight off his shoulders. Uh, but I love the fact that not only has Kyle Shanahan been through this before in a Super Bowl, but uh, – they also did this a little earlier in the season where the 49ers did the same exact thing. And it was against the Ravens, which the Ravens run defense, I would say, is much better than the 49ers or than the Chiefs that they're going to be facing this week. Uh, but if they were to run the ball in that game more consistently, that Monday night football game, that game wouldn't have gotten out of hand. The reason that Brock Purdy threw, frankly, a lot of fluke interceptions is because they made him throw the ball so many times against a secondary that was waiting in arms to make every single play, every single tip pass every single pressure, all of it. So they've already been through the same exact thing that the Ravens just did and fell to the Chiefs at. Um, so not only do they have the example that the Ravens just set for them in the AFC Championship, but they have their own. So like that's the whole blueprint here. And the Chiefs, like I talked about, the run defense is, is bad. And uh, 49ers is actually not that great either. I'll talk about that in a little bit. But Chiefs' defense is bad. They are susceptible to a lot of power run schemes, which, again, talked about it last week with Gus Edwards, who if, if they would have given them the ball, I mean, him and Justin Hill combined for six carries, which is flat-out unacceptable in a game that was competitive for as long as it was. Christian McCaffrey is actually going to get the ball 20 times in this game. So, like, uh, his rushing receiving is 127 and a half. Like I said, he's going to get 20 carries. I think he can get this with his rushing alone, but – I also do like the angle of him in the receiving game because it's not just key to establish the run because that's the strength of this 49ers team and that's where you attack the Chiefs defense, but it's also because they need to open the play action because that is the kind of facet of their passing game that is most effective. Uh, so especially against a team who runs a lot of man coverage, you need to establish that very early. So like if you look at what they've done, there's really two games, I guess, to key on, which one of them is a little asterisk based uh two games against man coverage heavy teams that they've played with debo active uh that cmc has been a part of against the cowboys which that's the asterisk game because it was a blowout so everything kind of got out of hand very quickly and they had defensive scores and deck through picks whatever you want to call it uh cmc ran the ball 19 times he wasn't 
crazy effective, but they also had Elijah Mitchell in the fold, 19 rushes for 51 yards, uh, two receptions, 27. But the big one, we were there, Jags game, ran the ball 16 times for 95 yards, but also had six receptions for 47 yards. So against man coverage, they're not shying away from using Christian McCaffrey in the, the pass game as well, but they also get established the runs. Like it's, I really didn't expect to be all in on probably the best player not named Patrick Mahomes in this game or most important, you could say, but I'm doing it no matter how many people are on them, which honestly, uh, just from talking today, because it's Tuesday, it seems like Debo is the only person playing in this game. Well, that brings me to my next point, which is not great to hear from Javon setting that one up, but I like Debo in a little bit of a different angle down here. Yeah, not yours, is, Debo yours, is different. yours is different, though. Okay, not taking Debo catches like every other square on earth. All right. We're targeting Debo in a way that people can't even comprehend. But it's probably the sharpest angle you could potentially take Debo at. All right. I love his more than 17 and a half rushing yards in this game. And let me tell you why. All right. Javon, if you're going to beat the Chiefs, how do you beat the Chiefs? You run that damn ball. You run the dang ball. Okay. And I'll tell you what, the stats back it up. They are right above the commanders in the bottom 10 in the NFL in giving up yards poor carry. Okay, so they give up absolutely fat runs left and right. And who better to take advantage of that than the explosive Debo Samuel coming off a week of rest? Okay, nobody else needed another week of rest besides probably him and Brandon Ayuk more. Okay, Debo needs that week off. He's going to be coming into this game fresh. And we've seen what Kyle Shanahan has done with Debo in the playoffs in years past. In the playoffs, he uses Debo almost to give McCaffrey a break back there as the backup running back, and it's worked out greatly. If you look at his chart on prize picks, it doesn't look like it's a great play, his more than 17 and a half rushing yards, because it's red as heck. But I'll tell you what, the game plan for our guy Kyle Shanahan, who might be one of the sharpest coaches in the league, still trying to prove that to people against you know the OG GOAT, Andy Reid, he's going to craft up and script some unbelievable play calls for Debo, not only in the passing game, but mainly in the rushing game, Javon. And I really do like his more than two and a half rushing attempts. It's juiced on the books up to minus 150. I'll be playing that on the books, but on prize picks, I'm in love with his rushing yards. It got bumped up twice from 15 and a half to 17 and a half at the time of this pod. And I'm, I've already seen it. him breaking free and running loose, maybe even finding the end zone. I don't know, but the points have to come from somewhere. And I can see Debo doing that as well. And we'll talk about ATTSs here in a moment. But Debo is going to get more than 17 and a half rushing yards in this contest. They're going to give him the ball way more than people expect. The last time these guys played in the Super Bowl, he soared over this. And they used him as the second weapon in the backfield. Don't be surprised when they do it again on Sunday. Yeah, and I was looking at this after you, you talked about it a little earlier. Because, yeah, he did have that long jet sweep that I think he took initially in the Super Bowl. And then he had two more rushes to account for those 53 yards. But when you look at how they used a bunch of his weapons, which it was Debo, you obviously had the main guy Mostert. It was a little by committee. You had Tevin Coleman in there. You had Jeff Wilson. Uh, they were used pretty variably, if you look. Like, they had uh, 12 carries for Mostert, Debo with three, Tevin Coleman with five. Uh, then even, like, not that this is relevant to Debo rushing yards, but in the receiving game, Drew's check had three catches. You know, Jeff Wilson, Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert all had a catch. Uh, so Kyle Shanahan is going to get very creative in this game, which I think first you're going to see a, a pretty simplified game plan. You know they're going to run the ball down your throat with McCaffrey, but 
after the Chiefs make some kind of adjustments, which we've seen, you know, every week, really in the second half of the season, uh, something's going to have to get different. So I, I like that angle, and I think it's going to be uh, possibly something that you see maybe later in the first half that they go to. Okay. W's. Love it. All right, we've talked enough about some of these prize pick squares. A couple honorable mentions that I feel like we should note before we move on to ATTS uh, would be the interception squares. I feel like we have to touch on these. They have the combo up for one and a half. They also have them both up separately. I have a weird feeling in my gut that Patrick Mahomes is going to throw a pick in this game when nobody expects it. All I've heard all week is how well he takes care of the football. He doesn't throw picks in the playoffs. And the 49ers defense is overrated and the Chiefs are better. Well, I'm sure they've been hearing that, and the coaches have been telling them that all freaking week, and the 49ers defense is going to show up when nobody expects it on Sunday. And they're going to get a pick against Mahomes, which he never does in the playoffs. Javon, maybe it's just targeting that Mahomes more than half an interception, but I want your thoughts on that combo before we move on to the ATTSs. Yeah, the combos, they have those up or have had those up sometimes in NFL games themselves, but I guess sometimes also between like college and, and NFL with the little PP specials tab. But when they put those up, it's been sketchy. Those have been ones that unless they're like super, I think there's been one time where like it was a very obvious, you know, under, or I guess obvious over more than with guys coming off of like three picks each the, the previous week. But other than that, when they put those up, it is, usually screaming that two picks are coming from somewhere, even if it's both from one guy. So I would uh, certainly have to lean with that more than, and uh, right. while we're talking and wrapping up here, do we have any, any chiefs players that we're targeting at all? Oof. Do you have any in your back pockets? I do. What do you got? Hit the people with the chiefs prop. Yeah. Well, this is uh one in the books have a guy that I targeted last week, which hit at the time that we were recording this. Uh, but I think the number moved up and not everybody cashed on it, but Justin Watson taking his longest reception this oh, week. Yeah. Okay. 12 and a half, which he's a hit or miss guy in terms of like, he, he may only get one catch in this game, but while we're talking about it, Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey, they absolutely dice zone coverage. And you know what the 49ers they play zone coverage, and you know what they did in the second half, I guess maybe a little later of the Lions game? Uh, they switched to man coverage because Jared Goff was dicing that zone coverage. So at some point in this game, they're going to switch to man, and the Chiefs, when teams do that to them, they're very quick to identify it. Mahomes is very quick to identify it and check out of a play or check to a play where it's a man beater. And you know who's been one of the big man beaters? It's been between two guys. Uh, Marcus Valdez-Scanling, who's actually gotten a lot of playing time lately and caught a couple bumps, and Justin Watson. And when you look at what mm. he's done against teams that play a, a lot of man coverage, which, again, the 49ers are not, but at some point they're going to have to be, uh, he's catching bombs. So I think he he's going to catch a bomb in this game, whether it's a, a shot deep or maybe something very early that Mahomes identifies. Okay. Very interesting angle going back to the well with your guy there on the Chiefs. And it's also interesting to note that he got bumped up on prize picks for his receiving yard square as well. He's up to 17 and a half receiving yeah, yards. So good which sign. Is weird. He got he hooked under his his uh final closing lines last week. So interesting to see him a little higher. Very interesting. Well, plenty of prize pick squares, plenty of props if the people want to bet him on the books instead. Let's move and groove onto ATTS scores, Javon. Me personally, I don't have many. I've got one angle I'm targeting. I do like the under in this game overall. Typically, if you bet the under in the Super Bowl, you know, you're making money. 
okay, because everyone on earth is taking the over. And especially in this spot, seeing all those bets coming on the over and really no movement on the line is probably a good sign. And we don't want to be putting all of our eggs into the ATTS baskets. But that doesn't mean there might not be, you know, one or two guys to target here, Javon. Is there anybody looking at you funny? Yes, which I guess this kind of relates a little bit back to uh, prize pick squares because there is a guy who does have one of my favorite squares of all time on the board, little running back receiving square, which Ooh. got bumped up, which you don't see too often, but it could be injury-related. Uh, so Jarek McKinnon is looking like he's not going to play. As of today, uh, while they're in media day, Andy Reid said that is looking like slim chance he's going to be on the field. Uh, so you know who's that running back to behind Isaiah Pacheco? Guy who's been there before, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, which is a crazy Un shout. Believable shout out. You're telling me that people are supposed to tell Clyde Edwards Hilaire to find Paydark Javon. You better sell this. Yeah. Well, basically, when we talk about what uh, I'm talking about with Justin Watson a little bit, when uh, the Niners are going to play a lot of zone coverage. That's what they're going to do. That's when their team is at their strongest, their defense is at their strongest. They're going to switch to man at some point. When the Chiefs kind of make that switch and start trying to catch these teams off balance, that's when mainly Isaiah Pacheco and the guys in the dump down get a lot of work. And one of those guys involved in that is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, so I think he's going to get a screen pass and, and run this in for a receiving touchdown. But I also think they're going to switch up and get very creative on the goal line, which if that involves him, who knows? I hope it does. Uh, but at plus 550, about the price that I'm seeing right now, I am willing to take a shot on Clyde. Maybe maybe worth noting that he is very likely to not be a chief uh, at the end of the season. So I don't know. Maybe a, a glum way to look at it, but like this might be his final stand with an organization that's going to get him to the Super Bowl. So obviously guys motivated no matter what to get in the end zone and do whatever you can on any given play, but maybe a hell of a send off here for Claude. That would be one heck of a way to go out. And what a weird ending to Clyde Edwards Hilaire's, you know, career in Kansas city. And you know what? That would make it make sense. Add uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire touchdown to my cart. Okay. That's so weird. It just might work. All right. Let me go ahead and target my guy here, Javon. I'm going to go with the guy who always comes up making the big plays for the 49ers. He might only get one or two big-time catches a game, but I feel like every single time he does, it is the biggest play of the entire game. For the 49ers, you probably know who I'm hinting at here, Jawan Jennings, value play at plus 700. Wouldn't it be a perfect storybook ending here uh, if he finishes off the season with a touchdown coming through for the 49ers when they need him the most? I've already seen it. Jawan Jennings is finding the pay dirt and the end zone on Sunday afternoon, plus seven Honda. You can find him at. Talk about a value play. Yeah, I love that. And I, I was debating going to him in some form in this game. He's just the guy, like you said, every big third down, every play that, you know, puts the game in balance, he just comes up with a catch. Even if he's the guy who's, you know, that's his only catch or only target of the game. It's like I, in the back of my head, I kind of think he's going to be a pretty big factor. And I was thinking about going to him for a, a touchdown. You might have just sold me. There we go. Well, I'll meet you at the cash counter. All right. Lock in those plus 700 tickets now before it's too late. Maybe by Sunday, this could be a lot plus 200, maybe even minus money. Who it's knows? Possible. Maybe we're moving yeah. lines out here. We'll minus find 800. Out. Sure. Minus 1,000. I bet. Pair that with uh, Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown score. That should be a good lock. Yeah. I mean, right? I'm going to be taking him first half touchdown score. Oh, my gosh. Okay. 
There you go. First half tutty score. Christian McCaffrey chat. Looking for a cheeky prop. There you go. Uh, Javon, we went over some prize pick squares. We did ATTSs. We talked about sides. We talked about totals. I think it's about that time we dive into these best bets. Let's let the people know one play from each of us, one winner, meet on tape, if you want to call it, that the people can rely on. We're not talking about a guarantee. We're not talking about a lock, all right? But our favorite bets, probably our biggest bets that we are in love with and cannot stop thinking about, I'll get it started, all right? I'm going to keep it very simple here. Already talked about it plenty. San Francisco 49ers, money line. They are not losing this game. If they were going to lose this game, they would not be minus two against potentially the greatest quarterback of all time, Patrick Mahomes. I know the Chiefs did not look great during the regular season. I know the 49ers were a favorite in every game during the regular season, and they took care of business in damn near every single one. But you know what, Javon? I can't stop thinking about Patrick Mahomes, potentially the greatest quarterback of all time, playing against Brock Purdy, who the public cannot stand and thinks is worse than Sam Howell. And that guy against Patrick Mahomes, who, by the way, the last time these two teams played each other, Patty Mahomes had no problem winning the Super Bowl. You're telling me they're an underdog this time around? And after being an underdog the last two weeks, cashing out for the public, you're only going to see more on them this weekend. And the Vegas sports books wouldn't be as shiny as they are if bets like the Chiefs ML hits. Meet on tape. I will have at least five units on the 49ers money line in Brock Purdy we trust. That is my MVP. Beautiful. And just to uh, clear up any possible confusion, I will also be on the 49ers very heavy in this game. Good. But – in the interest of switching it up for the best bets. My favorite way to look at this is how are they going to do it? Because Christian McCaffrey is going to have a legacy game. So give me Christian McCaffrey more than 127 and a half rushing receiving yards. Like I said, you beat the Chiefs team by running the ball down their throats. And Christian McCaffrey is a guy who can not just do that, but he's going to be an asset in the receiving game as well. Brock Purdy still is a very young quarterback and a quarterback that needs to settle into a game. So I can guarantee you early in the game, you're going to see some McCaffrey targets whenever they're passing the ball. Uh, but they already have seen the blueprint of exactly how not to play against a team like Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Uh, the Ravens gave them that blueprint. Kyle Shanahan gave that blueprint himself and it's the Ravens in the regular season. They know they got to run the ball in this game, and there's not going to be any other game script, any way to cut it, even if they go down early in this game, which I don't think they do. But they're going to be dedicated to this game plan. So I'm sticking with a CMC legacy game. Kyle Shanahan also. You know the two Super Bowls he's coached in? Well, I know the second one was a loss 31-20 to 20 to the same Chiefs team, huh? Yeah, which was a, a massive collapse. And you know the first one? Let me take a wild guess here. Huh, Dan Quinn. Yeah. When the offense went scoreless in the – I guess it was almost the entire second half. It might have been the entire second half. Uh, so he's been on the wrong side of two of the biggest collapses that we've seen in, in recent Super Bowl history. Uh, you think the guy's not going to come dialed in with a game plan and stick to it, knowing exactly who he's going up against? He's going to feed McCaffrey, and he's going to make sure that doesn't happen again. In Shanahan, we trust, ladies and gents. In Shanahan, we trust. It's that simple. In Purdy, we trust. In Shanahan, we trust. And we'll meet you guys at the cash counter with our 49ers tickets, counting our guap, counting our guap. Okay, Javon, before we go, I think we've made it pretty clear. The 49ers are our best bets, and you are hammering Christian McCaffrey more than rushing receiving yards. I wanted to talk a little bit about some of these novelty props, right? These Super Bowl novelty props, very popular. Depends on what state you're in, right? If you can even bet them. 
Um, it, it just depends. But I wanted to talk about these for a moment. I'm all in on the coin toss this year. Yep, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it. All in on the coin toss. And I have an angle. All right, so hear me out. The coin toss in the history of the Super Bowl, 57 games. We've seen tails 30 times. We've seen heads 27 times. In the last 10 years, tails has won seven of the last 10 times. Okay, cough, cough, heads is due, including the Chiefs game in 2018 when it was tails. If you're a contrarian like me, if you like fading the public, if you like betting on stuff that doesn't make sense because those are the bets that hit, boy, do I have a novelty prop for the Super Bowl for you. We're taking heads. It's going to be the easiest cash you've ever taken in the Super Bowl. It'll be done before the game even starts. Lock in heads with me, boys. All right? Meet you at the counter. Javon? You're insane for taking contrary into a literal quarter. I salute you for that. That's just that's living and breathing, fading public. I just I respect it. It's a whole different level. I told you, man. It's not a bet. This is me. Okay, this is how we run. This is how I win. All right. Give me heads or give me death. Javon, any cute, cheeky props that you're targeting in this game before we close it out? Yeah, there is one that caught my eye, which it's not technically a novelty prop, but it is, I was on the green book and scrolling all the way to the bottom. And the very last one that I saw when I was looking through all these, you know, props uh, is punt return yards between Richie James and uh, Ray Ray McLeod, which I like Richie James to end up with more. And it all stems back from uh, actually a group chat that we were talking about last week in the AFC championship. Cause one of my friends texted in the group chat, man, does this chiefs punter want to kick it any higher in the air? So like I looked at it and started going back now that we're looking at Super Bowl props. And I'm like, yeah, he's actually near the top of the league in hang time. And they're obviously playing in a dome in Las Vegas. So not sure that Ray Ray McLeod is going to have many return opportunities. Um, so I was looking at that. And then, you know, I was looking at Mitch Wisnowski, who's the 49ers punter kicking to Richie James. And Richie James is, uh, I guess, both of them kind of fit into this category. But Richie James sure as hell wants to play his way onto the field. Uh for the Chiefs here in this game, and he has that opportunity. And Mitch Wisnowski, if you look at all the numbers, which is crazy to say, talking about this as a punter, he doesn't kick the ball very high. He kicks it far, which is uh, kind of outkicking your coverage. So if there's any slight opportunity for Richie James to make a play, he might have it in, in this game. So with Richie James, more punt return yards. If there's one thing I've learned from the GOAT Tress way, it's that kicking the ball high is just as important as kicking it far. Okay, sometimes it's even more important got to give those guys some hang time to get down there on the field. If they can't, who knows if one of these speedsters can break loose. Javon might have an angle there, folks. I don't hate it. Could be. All right. W's. Well, real quick, before we wrap it up here, are there any boosts that you've seen lying around on any of these books that you're dying to fade? I know there's that Gronk make or miss kick. I'm sure everybody on here is going to be doing that. Um, I actually am going with the contrarian angle here, too. I'm taking him to make the kick. I haven't heard anybody say he's making the kick. He missed it last year. (laughs) And I'm willing to bet he's been practicing a little bit and doesn't embarrass himself on the national stage like he did last year. Okay, he might be Gronk, but he's still a professional athlete. He's still competitive. And after getting embarrassed, shanking that kick last year, I have a feeling he's making it this time. You know, I could see that. It could be a huge redemption story. Taking the contrarian angle with Gronk, too, kicking a field goal, man. Who would have thought? It's not a hobby, brother. Not a hobby. It's just a way of life, man. I respect it. But, uh, yeah, there's not many boosts, I guess, out at the time of recording on a Tuesday night. There's one that just popped up on the Green Book, which 
it's not really a direct boost, kind of a make a choice boost. They have one up for a race to 10 for either team, which I can say I've looked at these a couple of times. And usually there is some kind of comeback that happens when they put these up. Whoever wins the uh, early, not legit race or literal race, but whoever comes out to a hot start usually does not hold the lead in the game, which is kind of the vibe that I got from this game anyway. So maybe we'll, we'll see how it kind of plays out. But that one makes me feel, you know, a certain way. I'll say that okay sure let's just hope that the 49ers win that puppy all right i'm not trying to be sweating out there in vegas it's already gonna be hot enough in the winter as it is okay i don't need to be sweating out there at circa it's actually supposed to be pretty cold while we're there cold and, and rainy i think dude yeah it's are you in serious like, it's in like the 50s brutal it's just huge it's starting starting to warm up here in texas i'm kind of sick of it well, it'll be 75 degrees and sunny and dry as heck inside the Circa Casino when I'm sitting at the blackjack table for three hours. Yeah, I mean, that, it's going to be like 90 degrees in there, man. You might have to hang it up. <laughs> and might pass out at the tables. Okay. <laughs> well, before we close this out, I want to let you guys know Prize Picks is doing a Mahomes freebie square. If you're a new customer, they're putting up his half passing yard. So if you haven't used Prize Picks yet, I'd say now is your time to get your deposit match and take the free square on the Mahomes. More than half a pass in the yard, Javon. I have a pretty good feeling he gets that done. Yeah, you know, I, I'm back and forth. You know, I, I think he's capable of it. He's <laughs> the greatest player of all time, greatest quarterback of our generation. You know, maybe half passing yard doable. He's not winning this game, but he's getting one passing yard. I'll tell you that. Right. He's okay. got to the ball when he's losing. Guys, if you enjoyed the podcast, like I said earlier, please drop a like. Please follow us on Spotify and wherever you get your pods. And if you want more of our content from me, Krabs, or Javon, my co-host over here, Check out our show daily, 12.30 p.m. Eastern, Behind the Lines on the Book It Sports Twitch and YouTube. We've been grinding, giving out winners left and right, all for free. So go check that out on the Book It Sports YouTube and Twitch. And please drop a follow, subscribe, and like up these podcasts on Spotify and wherever you're listening. Okay, Javon, this was another W episode, BTL exclusive pod number two, talking about the Super Bowl on the Book It Sports podcast network. And by the time everyone's listening to this, we're going to be on the way to Vegas to watch Brock Purdy break every little Swifty's hearts and get us a big-time ML win. That's what we need. I don't know about you, but I'm taking the 49ers minus two. You're taking the spread, huh? Yeah, I might have to. All right. I'm taking the ML because I'm soft, but I've got enough units on it to cancel that out. Ladies and gents, we will meet you at the cash counters. Good luck this weekend. Go 49ers. Peace.